You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Jalen Sidlow from Celestial Custom Dog Services. Here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-305-7800. The show is produced here in the farm by Miss Lexi Lapp. Hi, John. Hi, Lexi. Hi. Doing okay? Doing pretty good. Good. We welcome, your welcome your calls <laughs> and questions, 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Ben at the network, and he'll put you on the line with us. Well, once again, I'm John Patch. But pick up the phone and give us a call, 844-305-7800. This is Talkin' Pets. On the front of my left side break, I knew I wouldn't forget you, and so I went and let you blow my Listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. So I, we're doing video on Facebook. It's probably entertaining to actually watch it while we're trying to set it up. And as it falls and collapses and everything else that's going on, now it's directly pointed at Dr. Linda. Yeah, I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're special. We have uh, Greg Oler going to be joining us. He's the media director for Pet Hero Awards. Uh, so Ben's hooking him up. So once we get him online, we'll be talking with him about the uh, Pet Hero Awards. Have you heard about these before? I think I have. 
I have, I have. Well, there's a different award shows and stuff like that out there, but I don't think I've ever heard of the Pet Hero Awards. But so this is new for me. But I know um, Greg's going to fill us in about everything, what it's all about, and all. So mm -hmm. we'll be talking with him. So uh, once you get him online, we will talk with Greg Oler. Once again, he is the media director for the Pet Hero Awards. So how's life with Dr. Linda? Um, it's been busy. It's going to get busier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, as you're getting into the fall now, does it get busier? Or? No, it's getting busier because I'm officially starting my master's program in Chinese medicine next week. Really? Yeah. Oh. So when you um Chinese medicine, I mean, do a lot of people ask for that? Yes, I'm coming? having more and more people ask for it. Um, acupuncture, but what people don't realize is Chinese medicine doesn't incorporate just acupuncture, but also diet and herbs. Um, massage, uh, a lot of different aspects. So getting down. <laughs> More. Do you play smooth music and all? <laughs> I could have said something else, but I don't think I will. You could have said something else. <laughs> you implied something else. Hey, well, once again, you are listening to Talking Pets, and I want to welcome on to the program right now a very dear friend, and he is the media director for the Pet Hero Awards. His name is Greg Oler. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. John, doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, I want to introduce you to Dr. Linda and Daisy. Hey, Dr. Hi, Linda Greg. and Daisy. Nice to meet Hello. you all. Hi. Now, i got to find out from you, what exactly is the Pet Hero Awards? Now, is this an annual award show? Yeah. Is yeah. this the first one, or have there no, been No, no, no. In, in fact, um, Jewel Morris, who is the founder of the Pet Philanthropy Circle, she's also founder of Hampton's Pet, the global luxury pet magazine, which she brought me in as her uh, publisher and editor about three, four years ago. Um, they're going to the fifth anniversary for the Pet Hero Awards, and they started this out in the Hamptons uh, five years ago, and I think it was two years ago, um, Jewel made a decision to bring it into New York, and, and the reasons for that is that it's a bigger media center, people can get to it you know, better, mm -hmm. and it went from a really great event to... Uh, last year was at uh, Manhattan Penthouse, sold out, sit-down dinner, 250 people. And now uh, she's moved it to Gotham Hall uh, in New York City, which is even a bigger and better place. And, um, you know, there's going to be an orchestra this year. There's going to be a guy singing Frank Sinatra songs. There will be vendor tables. There will be a sit-down dinner for over 300. Um, and it's a, it's a who's who in the, you know, the sort of pet the animal welfare industry that'll be involved in this year's uh, show and also the award winners. That's pretty cool. Yeah. C congratulations on that. It, yeah, it's it, wonderful. It kind of reminds me a little bit when I got involved. Do you remember Gretchen, Gretchen Weiler? Yeah. She was the creator, of course, of the Genesis Awards. And, yep. you know, when that in started... In L.A. Yeah, out in Los Angeles. And when that started and everything like that, you know, I got very much involved in that. So hopefully we can get more involved with the Pet Hero Awards as this goes on, too. Would love for you to be involved. So tell us, like, with the awards show, um, now, is this televised? Did you say that, or no? Well, it's, we're negotiating right now. There's going to be some, you know, f uh, film crews there. There'll be a lot of media. I'm the media director, so I've been, you know, I'm, I'll be doing press releases from here through, you know, the day before the event, and uh, red carpet. But there is, we're negotiating with someone, or I can't get into details, but that, to, for this to be filmed and to have this, you know, put up on a, you know, whether like a Discovery, Animal Planet, a, a type of uh, uh, platform like that. So we're still negotiating that, so there's a really good possibility that this might be. But we're just That's not cool. sure yet. 
Yeah. I, I look forward to that as well. So what day yep. is the event? You said you're it's, doing all this fri- activity. Yeah, it's Friday night, October 7th, from 6 okay. to 10. And it's a uh, you know, cocktail reception, red, uh, red carpet, dinner dance, and then the awards presentations. Now, I understand there's... Uh, how many awards are, g- are given out during this, actually? Uh, I believe we have eight awards this year, and, and it's, it's really amazing. I mean, j- just to get a little background on this, um, Jewel Morris, who's the founder of this, uh, Jewel is going to be uh, the co-host with a very good friend of yours, John, David Fry. Oh, um, cool. And, you know, David Fry is, you know, uh, still doing stuff with NBC and the National Dog Show, but it's no longer with Westminster. Right. They'll be the co-hosts. And then Georgina Bloomberg and Prince Lorenzo Borghese will be the co-chairs um, of the event. And then we get into Naomi Judd, who will be the Humanitarian of the Year. Uh, we get into Allison Eastwood, who is Clint Eastwood's uh, daughter. Uh, she is the uh, she runs the, the Animal Advocate of the Year, but for the Eastwood Foundation Ranch. Um, and then Greg, hold know, on, Greg, hold sure. on to that thought. I want to go over this, these awards with you a little yeah. bit further. When we come back, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with Greg Oler. He is the media director for the Pet Hero Awards. The event is on Friday, October seventh in New York, so we'll find out more information about this and who's going to be there and and who's receiving what awards. So uh, this is exciting. Pretty cool. So uh, again, that's called the Pet Hero Awards. You're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Pick up the phone. Give us a call if you've got a question. 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. You can also watch us right now live on Facebook. This is Talking Pets. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com
And you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. We welcome your calls and questions at 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. Pick up the phone and give us a call if you've got a question. We're speaking with Greg Oler. He is the media director for the Pet Hero Awards. We're finding out a little bit about the awards. Now, to recap on that, Greg, the award show is actually on Friday night, um, October 7th in yes. New York, correct? Yep, six to, and it uh, starts from at- 6 to 10 at Gotham Hall, uh, which is, I mean, it's an exquisite place. You know, I've been involved with Jewel for four or five years now, and it, it's been amazing to me because how the pet philanthropy was, was set up and all the, you know, the, the, the work that they do for animal welfare education all across the country. And, it's, and to see the Pet Hero Awards grow as it has done, you know, it, it's just, it's been, it's been so much fun working with Jewel Morris. She's got a heart of gold, and uh, she deserves this because it, it's such an incredible uh, ceremony and award that she's put together. It's interesting too. I mean, um, you know, we love David Fry, so it's great that he's involved with this as well. And yeah. actually, he was just on the show a couple weeks ago. We were talking yeah. with him. And then, Portland, um, I think, right, or Colorado, or somewhere now. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot going on. He says he's got some surprises for me, so I'm waiting to see what he says next <laughs> next spring. From what I hear, yeah, yeah, there's some things going on. So we'll I've actually out. got an interview with David coming up in the next issue of Hampton's Pet. We're calling it David Fry Unplugged. Wow. Um, so it's going to be really interesting, yeah. He's getting around, that's for sure. Yes. Well, i got to ask you, too, you were mentioning a couple of names, and the Humanitarian Award, um, the Humanitarian of the Year goes to Naomi Judd. Yep. Um, now, why for the Humanitarian, why is she receiving that? Well, she, you know, if you go back a little bit, she was this, you know, big country singer and mm-hmm. humanitarian in her own right, but when she got diagnosed with um, uh, hep C, uh, years ago, she could know that that was from her days of being a nurse, mm-hmm. and she sort of converted all of her energies over into charity work, and she's done an amazing job with the American Humane Association, also River Cities Harvest, St. Louis University uh, Liver Center, and and a slew of others, and she's done a lot of stuff on well, and also domestic violence, but she's done a lot with the American Humane Association with animals, and she's she's lent her celebrity status to actually change certain legislation, uh, you know, uh, in the political arena in Congress. So, and she's worked with uh, Robin Ganser with the American Humane Association. And, you know, any, for us, anytime you can take a little bit of, uh, of celebrity that you have and focus that, well, for, in our world, especially for animal rights and animal welfare, we love people like that. And then also, Animal Advocate of the Year goes to uh, Allison Eastwood, which you said is uh, the daughter of Clint Eastwood. Of Clint, yeah. And, and you know, basically what they did is they started the, uh, the Eastwood Ranch Foundation, and, you know, and she's been very, very involved in that. That's out in Carmel. Oh, I think it's out in Carmel, California. But she's also, you know, an actress, film director, producer. Um, but, you know, in, in everything we found out about her and speaking with her, her real passion in life is her animal advocacy. Um, so she's getting, you know, uh, Animal Advocate of the Year for all of the work that she has done through the Eastwood Ranch Foundation. And she's got an amazing father. Yeah, yeah. I Very mean, it's, you man. know, and she, yeah. I mean, she, you know, she grew up in the family ranch in Carmel riding horses. And, you know, when, when, when parents um, show kids or put animals in front of kids at a young age, I think that's really the time to sort of, educate them and get them really, you know, in love with animals, which isn't that difficult, you know, if you're half human. So 
Um, but I think that's what really sort of started her and her love for animals, is her, you know, with horses, when she was riding horses at a young age. Now, the Foundation of the Year is the Petco Foundation. We know they do a lot of work, and of course, yeah, that, uh, big organization. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, you know, listen, that the, the amount of work that the Petco Foundation does um, is just, I mean, I think what, what they've invested more than $157 million in the life save and animal welfare around the, around the country. So, I mean, that's just, it's incredible what that foundation has done. And mm-hmm. listen, I've worked, I, I've worked with Petco for, for years as far as being a publisher of pet magazines and, you know, uh, having the, you know, uh, sold magazines in there. And a lot of my friends in the pet industry, um, you know, so Petco's just a huge, I mean, the Petco, you know, retail stores. But, um, you know, it's great to see when you've got success there and you turn it into a, another avenue as a foundation and all the work that they do is it's heartwarming to us. Animal Welfare Spokesperson Award, Katie Cleary, Animal Welfare Education Award, the Heart, uh, the Heart Organization, Rescue Organization of the Year, Jamie's Rescue. What is that, actually, Jamie's Rescue? I'm not familiar Jamie, with that one. Jamie's Rescue is, I think they're out of Miami, um, and I think she opened up around 2000. Yeah, she is in Miami. She opened up in 2007, and she's, take, she's taken all of these major, major hopeless cases. You know, we, we say when, when someone's put on death row, um, she basically has, has, her passion was to find those, you know, uh, cats or dogs sort of on death row and rescue those. And she's been doing that for the last nine years. And she's just done an, an absolutely incredible job with that. And, you know, I, I'll say this. I, I never really understood that. I, I've been in the pet industry for, gosh, 15 years now, maybe. And it's, it, not everyone does this, but you see there's this, you know, a select few, if that's, if that's even a proper word, but, these people that they they go to certain shelters in their areas and they look for these you know for these cats or dogs that we you know the term we use is death row which is which is pretty sad but um, and they they sort of take you know rescue them right away and then they in turn then find homes for them so they're that's really the last sort of you know gasp effort for for someone to save an animal before they're put down um, so you know that is just you know that's an incredible job and work that she does. The Outstanding Junior of the Year, Matthew Talbot, and um, Outstanding Animal Welfare Organization, American Humane Association, Robin Gansert, the President's CEO. Yeah. So if people want to attend this event, they can do that? Or, yes, um, yes. You can go on the website, which is petcircle.org. All the information is there for the tickets. Uh, there's different levels of tickets, but it's a sit-down dinner. There's an orchestra. It's a red carpet event. There will be a lot of media there covering the event. Um, and, you know, they're doing some incredible, in fact, I'm, I'm working on them now, actually, the VIP gift bags. Um, so it's just, it's a really, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful event. And we hope everyone um, can either, you know, make a donation or, or come to the event. Hey, Greg, give us, that, um, give us that website one more time. It's PetCircle.org. PetCircle.org, if you want yeah. to uh, check into the, you know, what's going on with the Pet Hero Awards, if you want to attend and get tickets, of course. So yep. check out that website. And, Greg, thanks for joining us in the segment of the show. It's a great pleasure. Uh, big John, always a you. pleasure. Uh, same here. Same here. Take care, Greg. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye, right, folks. That's pleasure. Greg Oler, Take care. the media director for the Pet Hero Awards, and this is Talking Pets. They wake me up every morning. Their tails are always wagging. They're just 
running constantly and chasing, you know, shadows and sticks. Their coats are much better. They're very happy dogs. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I have three dogs, golden retrievers, and I make their own food, ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells, and the Dynavite supplement, and then the Lico Chops. It takes a few minutes every week. Before the Dynavite, they were overweight. They slept all the time. So now they jump all over me when I'm putting it in their bowls. They're crazy about this food. And their vet said that it's so much healthier for them. Go check out Rescue Dogs. They're just waiting to be loved. Get them started on this Dynavite diet, the health food for animals, and you'll see amazing results. 859 428 1000. 859 428 1000. D I N O V I T E dot com. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. you gave to her times her finger green. I hope when you're in bed with her, you think of me. I would never wish bad things, but I don't wish you well. Could you tell? Hi, this is John Van Ark, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. And this is Talkin' Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800 is the number to call. So it's interesting. Um, Greg's actually a cool guy. I've worked with Greg a lot with um, the pet fashion show during Westminster. They put it on, and um, amazing. I actually walked in the, in the show twice. And now they're now he's the media director for the Pet Hero Awards, so that's pretty cool. Oh, pet fashion show! I thought it was pet fashions, like the dogs and stuff well, were the, wearing. The dogs actually were in fashion. Um, Aiden the Evas. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's a pet fashion designer. And the first time, it's funny with Ada because the first time I saw her, didn't know her, and I was watching. I used to watch David Letterman a lot, mm-hmm. and um, all of a sudden I see this woman walk out with rats, and I'm like. Rats? Okay. Did she find them in New York? Just lots of them in New York. Um, and all of a sudden, she, they were pets of hers. And she had them in little costumes, little outfits. So I was like, okay. I like I love rats. The, the bad thing about rats is they don't live very long. Two, two and a half years max is their life expectancy. Is that because they find their way in a trap? or <laughs> No, it's just how long they live. And they're prone to cancer and kidney oh, failure. Really? Yeah. Well, that's why they're used in research, is because they promote tumor growth. And oh, 
know. The rats have rats have such great personality. I wish I, I could, heard actually they're really. Cool I, w- I wish I could have a pet rat, but I've got too many predators in my household. So cats and the dog. Yeah, yeah. I had a pet rat. She was so cool. She was one of my favorite pets that I've ever had. She used to ride around in my pocket, on my shirt, sit mm-hmm. on my shoulder. Now, how long did you have her? She lived three or four years, and then she did get a big tumor. Oh, really? It was like inside her head that was pushing her eyeball out. Yeah. Put down, but. Really? It gets that bad? Yeah. Wow. Now, is that the norm? For rats, it's pretty common. Really, pretty common. Yeah, I've seen I've seen rats attached to tumors. Like the tumor is almost as big as the rat. Okay, that's pretty nasty. It is pretty nasty, <laughs> but it happens. It happens. I mean, that's not a good life for a rat, I guess. No, no, but they do have a lot of personality. I, I mean, like can them. you would or can you or would you operate on a rat with a tumor like that, or because it's such a most, low life expectancy? Most that- people choose not to um part of it is you know depending on the age when it's found and also a lot of times when those tumors are removed depending on what it is they often come back so a lot of people choose not to and the anesthesia risk is pretty high in those little guys too so there's a bunch of different factors i mean there are people who do do it out there there's exotic that doctors that do do it it's not that i wouldn't do it i just haven't You know, when you present everything to the owner, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you've got a two-year-old rat. We're close to the life expectancy. This is a big tumor. These are some things that can happen. Anesthesia risk. Tumor can come back and things. Some people just choose not not to put their pet through that. Now, what about mice? Same way? Are they susceptible to tumors Mm -hmm. as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, if you've got a question, give us a call. If you've got a medical question or a behavior question, pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you at 844-305-7800. So give us a buzz, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. Now, with dogs, though, I mean, dogs are susceptible of cancer as well, right? Yes. But are certain breeds of dogs more susceptible than some of them are due to um genetics um boxers you know you think boxer you know automatically tumors come to mind any lump on a boxer i recommend getting it checked out you know on a cellular level because they are prone to many different types of tumors um different breeds are going to be more prone to certain types versus others in your opinion do you think because i've always heard that if you've got a mixed breed dog they're less susceptible to getting things than purebred dogs are. Is that true or false? Generally, but it all depends on the mixture and what what um, genes they've they've developed. I actually saw a uh, I can't remember if it's a Labradoodle or Golden Doodle recently that may have an autoimmune disorder that's affecting the muscles uh, in her in her head and mouth where she can't open her jaw and chew very well. And she's a mixed breed. She's a cross between either a lab or golden and a poodle. And it probably came from the retriever side of the family, if that's the case. So um, I've never seen it in a golden doodle, labradoodle before, but now, you know, things like that happen. Cats? Um, Yes, certain breeds of cats will develop certain problems. Maine Coons are very prone to heart disease. Um, As far as like cancers in general, I mean, we see 
so many mixed breed cats. You know, Maine Coons are probably one of the more common breeds that we see that we can pinpoint that. Um, you know, we don't see a lot of Burmese or Bengals. You know, usually certain ones will have more like behavior issues than others. Uh, Persians will get polycystic kidney disease that's congenital where they'll get cysts on their kidneys and go into kidney failure at an early age. But, you know, there's about 30, 40 different breeds of cats but not many people get purebred cats are usually, you know, cats have just wandered up or at a shelter and a mixture. There are certain things that cats get in general. And yes, some of them could be genetic, but they're harder to trace back than in dogs. So what about like if they do get diagnosed with cancer, cat, dog, whatever, um, chemo, is that recommended? Well, it depends on the type of tumor, which is part of the reason why biopsies are essential. Because biopsies, um, especially if it's surgically from a mass that's surgically removed, it gives us a lot of information, um, what the tumor is, what the grading is, did we get good margins, what are the chances of it coming back, and based on the tumor and location, dictates with what treatment's recommended, whether it's radiation, or radical surgery, or chemotherapy, or a combination of those. And in my hospital, because I do do holistic and Chinese medicine... She does um, a lot of doo-doo. Did you, did you hear that? I did hear that. Yeah, it's like the same thing. The doo doo. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I do do. <laughs> um, Sorry, you just had to point that out. Adding herbs and diet changes is another option as well, whether it's by itself in conjunction with palliative care or in conjunction with conventional cancer therapies. And it all depends on various aspects of what the owner wants to do some people don't do radiation or chemo because of cost because they can't get the, the pet to the appointments radiation is often daily the pet has to be sedated for the treatment every day anywhere from five to 15 days in a row and some people just don't want to sedate their pet every day chemotherapy the side effects the cost you know depending on the prognosis of the tumor so there's a lot of different factors involved. Age of the pet, you know, you have a lab that's 15 years old. Some people may not put them through chemotherapy and stuff because they're already at or past the average life expectancy for that breed. So you were talking earlier about the boxer. I know a friend of mine in Orlando that has boxers. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that was an issue with her dog as well. It was cancer. Mm -hmm. So they are more prone. What about like for... Like, Conquer Spaniels, are they prone? Because I know they have a lot of skin problems. They have a lot of skin problems, heart problems, um, diabetes, uh, also autoimmune disorders. They're very prone to immune-mediated hemolytic anemia. Um, but they do ca get cancers as well. That was a bigger word than I do do. Say that sometimes <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. IMHA. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> she abbreviated this time. <laughs> but I mean, it's it, it's hard though. I mean, to watch a pet suffer through cancers, and it is. Then you have to make the decision sometimes of do you want to see the dog go through that? And it's not cheap either. Is is it for like treatment? Um, if you choose radiation or chemotherapy in general, no, it's not. It can it can be very very expensive. 
Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. If you've got a question about your dog, cat, your rat, whatever you may have, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. It's funny because uh, if you're a part of our Facebook family, you can watch us and listen to the show now on Facebook. But it's interesting because we're trying to devise a way that somehow we could set up this camera that it's not bouncing all over the place or falling on the floor or... So the focus is on me, which is not very interesting right now. It is on. It's on Dr. Linda. <laughs> Every once in a while, it's on Daisy. Well, she's more interesting. Not much on me. Because she, she, she does stuff with the equipment, so that's interesting. I'm just sitting here talking. We'll get it right. This is Talking Pets. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Subway riders are likely to get bugged over a lot of things, but a recent incident was one for the books. With the Talking Pets Radio News Brief, I'm Daisy Charlotte. A woman trying to sell crickets and worms lost her grip on her odd cargo when she was jostled on a D-train. Rider Chris Calabrese says startled, pa- startled passengers had crickets on their arms, his girlfriend was crying, and the worms wriggled on the floor. Passengers moved to the other end of the subway car, someone pulled the emergency brake, and the train halted on the Manhattan Bridge. Calabrese says it was the craziest thing he'd ever seen on a train. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Talking Pets Radio. Or you can find links to all of our social media channels right on the top of our website, TalkingPets.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Daisy Charlotte.
Greyhound on the Hudson River line. I'm in a New York state of mind. I've seen all the movie stars in their fancy cars and their limousines. I've been high. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Pick up the phone and give us a call. 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. That's the number to call if you've got a medical question or a behavior question. We'd like to talk with you. We were just talking about cancer. And um, actually, it uh, started with rats. Mm-hmm. Went to dogs. And then cats. You see it in the bir- in birds? Yes. You they do. get tumors as well. I mean, I don't because I don't treat birds. But yes, tumors. Yeah, you're do not a bird. You're not a bird person. I have a touch of death, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened with my chicken. <laughs> I did not touch your chickens when I was over last time. She touched my chicken. <laughs> I did not touch your chickens. I just saw them from a distance. Uh, yeah, you touched my chicken. I did not touch your chicken. I like chickens. Do you? I do. Like for dinner or? Yeah. <laughs> nice. The both of you stay away from my remaining chickens. But um, with cancer, I mean, with the life expectancy, like the average life expectancy of a dog is like a small dog could go up to 15 years, maybe yes. even more now these yes. days. Mm-hmm. And larger dogs usually about what, 8 to 10? Uh, depend. The giant breed dogs is about 9 to 10. I've had people that, you know, their pets have had cancer and... They were up at that life expectancy age, mm-hmm. so that's a tough choice. It is because it's a very tough. You got to decide: one, can the dog or the cat, um, or the rat, or whatever, uh, withstand, you know, the treatment mm-hmm. for one thing, and then two, it's it, like I said, it's not cheap. No, no, and actually, I had to face that issue about four months ago with one of my pets. One of my cats had uh, cancer in her chest, in her in her lung lobe. And the option would be surgery, but I didn't feel she would be able to make to survive the surgery because that's that's a very harsh surgery, cracking open the chest and taking a lung lobe out. I don't think she would have recovered. I mean, do you do you agree with the fact that if you if you can't go that realm or that way uh, with with the surgery or whatever or the treatment to just try to make the pet as comfortable as possible? Yeah, palliative care. Yeah, and that, that's what a lot of people do. I have people. You know, when I mention, you know, they bring them in and there's a growth and I'm like, well, this is what we can do to figure out what it is. Some people are like, well, if it's cancer, I'm not treating it. I understand that. I respect that. But as a doctor, if I don't know what type of tumor it is, I can't advise you as far as what to look for as far as progression, how quickly it's going to progress. Um, you know, what other signs? Is it going to affect other parts of the body or is it going to stay local and get get bigger to help keep your pet comfortable? You know, it's like, hey, okay, we're at this stage. This is what he's on now. But if he seems more painful, we may have to add another medication or do some other modalities to keep him comfortable. So if nothing else, I recommend at least getting a diagnosis and then go from there. I mean, as a, a general practitioner, you know, my job is to 
try and come up with a diagnosis and give you the options available. I can't give you options if I don't know what I'm dealing with. I mean, you deal with herbs and everything, too, and mm-hmm. acupuncture and, and mm-hmm. now Chinese medicine. In terms of cancer, do you find that to be beneficial doing the conventional way with cancer as well as, would you call it the unconventional way or the holistic way? Holistic way. Um, it It's somewhat of a loaded question because when it comes to cancer in general, it not only depends on what it is, it also depends on how early it has been diagnosed. And the thing is, animals are very good at hiding signs. You don't always see a lump on them in order to diagnose it. If it's internal, you know, they you may not notice that there's a problem until they're not eating or not moving around or have a sudden bleed out in their abdomen and, and collapse. Um, I think the best modality is to use the best of both worlds if possible. I think that gives us our best um, hope as far as elimination and longevity and um, keeping the pet comfortable in general is the best option but it's not the only option well you got to look at your choices second Mm -hmm. opinions are always good second opinions are always good and when i diagnose something i usually like that i refer them to a specialist i refer them to someone who has seen more cases than that and can give people the data that they want what are the chances of this going in remission you know what's the cost what's the potential longevity that's data i don't have because that's not my specialty well, once again, um, spay and neuter your pets and help control the pet population. And if you're looking to obtain a pet into your life, go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and get one from there. There's some great dogs, cats, all kinds of animals that need a home. I'm John Patch. And Dr. Linda Register. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Special thanks to Greg Oler with the Pet Hero Awards. And check us out on the web at TalkinPets.com. Bye for now. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.